1: very quickly moving towards the end of this year, and so it really means something to take stock of our lives and what we have been, who we have been, and where we desire to go. So often, particularly for women, we end up wearing many hats. We end up thinking that we have to fit into society in a certain way. We've been conditioned, actually, to be more masculine in our energy than we have to know what true feminine energy and receptivity is. And it is in that tipping point of that shadow masculine, shadow feminine energy that we often hit burnout. We hit overwhelm. We hit these moments of life where we are disconnected or feel numb and almost non-existent uh, to ourselves. And so it is important for us to identify what's going on in our lives, to reconnect with our intuition and to defend against the types of attacks uh, energetically as well as within us that keep us from living our lives. And that means tapping into our instincts. I want to introduce you to a beautiful author and an instrumental change agent for uh, many companies as she helps people recover from burnout. Her name is Tabitha Scott. And she fled the busyness of the city and lived for nearly three months in the Costa Rican jungle, with no convenient phone service, television, radio, or other means of connectivity. There were a lot of questions running through her mind. How do we find and maintain peace and happiness amidst the encircling storms of uncertainty? Is it possible to connect directly to the spirit realm without being some sort of guru? Where's the joy I had as a kid? And can it set me free from the pressures of the modern world? Allowing me to feel love again. These might be questions that you've asked yourself along the way, and especially in the scope of the last couple of years, the pandemic, the various things happening in our world. You may be wondering if you're living the life you were just destined to live, if you're being the person you were meant to be, and if you're really tapping into your intuitive nature. Tabitha Scott is an award-winning international advisor, speaker, and author a thought leader in electrical and human energy. Her area of expertise is leveraging principles of modern and ancient energy technologies to accelerate innovation, productivity, and the development of personal potential. She led efforts in creating the world's largest solar-powered community and was recognized for her innovations by the White House. She has created a beautiful book entitled Trust Your Animal Instincts, Recharge Your Life and Ignite Your Power. It is a Nautilus Book Award winner, and it is a beautiful recount of her own story and the many insights that she has received, along with a really amazing and beautiful expression of animals, instincts, the totems that appear. And you all know how I love conversations with the universe, the signs, symbols, and synchronicities that appear to us as life speaking to us about us. So without further ado, I'd like to welcome Tabitha Scott to 1111 Talk Radio. Welcome, Tabitha. Thank you. I'm so happy to
2: be here today. I love your show and the light you're sharing in the world.
1: Well, it's wonderful to read someone that has been so authentic and vulnerable and really brings to light what is common among so many women in particular. I think your book would speak to men and women but as I read it, you came upon so many points that we as women encounter. And it is that attempt to try to fit into this world, to try to wear many hats, to uh, to try to balance uh, what we see as, as motherhood and as work and as obligation and what our parents think of us and what society thinks of us, that it can often uh, create a human that was a complete mask from who they originally were. And you talk a lot about shoulds. So let's begin right there. Let's begin with the shoulds and helping people understand the distinction between their decision-making when it comes to shoulding themselves as opposed to allowing themselves to hear that authentic spirit from within, guiding them as to what's truly for them.
2: That's right. It's interesting that um, you use the term shoulding. I call it the should monster. And what we end up doing, as you said, is allowing others to should on us or we end up shoulding on ourselves. And if you think about all the pressures we put on ourselves to be the perfect spouse, be the perfect employee or leader or mom or we must look in a certain way, especially women and young girls. There are so many pressures that we put on ourselves. We're checking our phones an average of every six minutes and we're seeing up to 10,000 ads a day. You know, there are so many things and people, including ourselves, that are putting pressure to conform, to be the way that we should be. And yet we have this ongoing choice every minute to sort out what is an unhealthy pressure versus what is something that makes us feel energized inside and we can pay attention to those things you know you can feel energy you can't necessarily see it you know some of us can if you train the rods in your eyes instead of the cones you can see auras and, and things like that more easily but for the most part you can't see it it you can see an attack with a baseball bat physically but an energetic attack is every bit as real and when you feel that pressure when the phone rings and it's someone that uh, makes your you know gut sink or your heart sink and you don't want to pick it up or when that person enters the room and you get a certain feeling pay attention to that because those are pressures that's the should monster and those are the things that we need to learn
1: to let go of and shed. You speak in the book from the tone of a, a Christian woman, a Southern woman, that has come to many realizations, and I'm, I have grown up and lived in the South, and so I have heard that from many women in particularly this geography of trying to live that expectant life, and you write that it was one day you woke to the realization of all of a sudden the kids had grown and gone, your 21-year marriage was over, your career had been based on implementing ideas nobody seemed to care about, and combined stress was starting to impact your health. There was no triumphant finish to this race. My life had become a fake smile in a selfie. Everyone could see me beaming in the post, but the joy inside had grown tired and despondent. And when I read that, I I think about social media and I think about these lives that uh, that appear to be a certain way and often wonder myself, are they really living that life or is there something different, very, very different going on behind those smiles, behind those selfies? That is the exhaustion, is the tiredness, is the despondence. And, and how detrimental is that to one another in society because we're, we're helping to propagate this idea that is this false Mask. talk a little bit about that, that fake smile on the selfie and, and beaming in a post and what you would say to young girls or young women or women your age now uh, about portraying themselves in that way. What needs to happen to not only uh, support themselves in really living authentically, but making that beaming smile on the selfie an authentic one?
2: You know, I think young women often um, are chastised for showing emotion. And my first advice would be, uh, you know, I first talked about shooting on something, and now I'm going to pull out the four-letter F word, and um, it's feel. Um, It's okay to feel sad. It's okay to feel out of control. It's okay to feel off balance. Those things are natural And what we are programmed to do, especially in the workplace and in modern society, is to fit in or else, to strive harder or else. If you're in business, and in my case, it was you cannot show your vulnerability. You cannot share what's going on in your personal life. You suck it up. I was also a competitive athlete growing up and you learn it's part of the team. You suck it up, you go on. You don't take time to feel. And maybe in the moment you don't, maybe at that meeting, or maybe when you're in the workplace you don't, but at some point you can't run forever. And quite literally, I ran six marathons in 18 months. And mm. uh, that you know, selfie picture of me at the Boston Marathon or me with my buddies running, it was one way, that I was coping with that. And to be honest, I didn't realize there was the shell beneath because I was so busy frenetically creating things to be engaged in that I wouldn't think about it and I would just distract myself. So many of us deal with our feelings by distracting us versus actually dealing with them, thinking about them, and the four-letter F word feel. And so that's what I'm doing a lot more work around for purposeful transformation of myself, of others, and working with organizations to start using the F word with their employees. You know, 23 million people have walked away from their jobs in the United States since March. 23 million people. We're burned out as a society. It goes beyond women. It goes beyond region. It goes beyond country. We're burned out. And the pace of change during this year compared to the pace of change of technology during the year 2000, what happened the whole year of 2000 now is replicated every 30 seconds. I mean, it's compelling and our brains can't evolve to catch up until we start feeling, until we start dealing with and accepting, hey, it's okay to feel down for a minute Now, here are some techniques I can use to recharge myself, thinking about yourself energetically as drained. And you need to plug in and recharge. That can help us start to live in a more fulfilled way and avoid
1: this burnout and recover. Well, and I think you used a really powerful word, and that was the word distraction, because so often we don't realize how distracted we are, or what we use to create the distractions, the ego, the deceptive intelligence, is very cunning in making us think, oh, well, what I'm doing is is really here of purpose, but when in fact it can be a distraction, or the million things that we put on the list to do, or you know, the ways that we even attempt to be in service at times, it's really a distraction from feeling. And I think that that was one of the things I loved about your book, because I have been Someone that constantly tells people to stop and to pause and to feel and that that really is true life purpose until you step into your true self to really know what you're here to be inspired to do. And so talk a little bit more about how you became aware of the distractions and and how others might begin to tap into how they are distracting themselves.
2: Yeah, it's funny because one of the statistics that I like to use when talking to groups is that goldfish have an attention span of eight seconds and in, of, of nine seconds. I'm sorry, nine seconds for a goldfish for a U.S. American 18-year-old, it's eight seconds. Mm. So we are so distracted now that we can't even, you know, have the focus of a goldfish anymore. And you know, I'm not joking with that. So I think the most important thing, as you said, sometimes fast forward goes a lot faster when you put it on pause for a minute, but that's not easy to do. And for me, I was kind of forced into taking that minute because I was empty nesting. You know, I was divorced after 21 years, it was quiet. And so it might've been the first time I was able to actually hear nothing for a while. And sit in it for a little while. And um, it took even more. You know, I started tuning in. I got to this point where I remembered what was that joy like that I had as a kid. I would spend the summers at my grandmother's. And we would go out and plant gardens together. And, um, you know, I would take the neighbor's dog for rides in her car. And we were always getting into something, cooking something up. And I thought, uh, you know, she's been dead since I was a teen, but I wonder if I could reconnect with her. And, um, you know, there was always so much joy associated with her and reconnecting and tuning in. I mean, it's all about what we resonate with and what we're paying attention to. And so learning to find that was um, something that I started to do again. And so I started to ask her the question, you know what? I've been working in renewable energy and sustainability and nobody seems to care in this part of the U.S. and the southern U.S. And um, how what should I do? What what can I do in this silence? And I kept seeing snakes again and again. And it took months of this. We Googled. We tried to figure it out and couldn't figure out what was going on. Finally, one day I'm out riding my bike and I'm at wit's end and it just occurs to me, hey, shed your skin, get rid of it, let it go. And that's what she had been trying to tell me. She was still there. We can't create or destroy energy. It just transitions into something else, according to Einstein. And so she had been telling me, let it go. When you shed your skin, you can't, um, you can't grow into what you need to be until you let go of it. And parasites get in their skin as well so it can cause illness and that's what quite literally had been happening to me. I even had a cancer scare because I was turning everything internal and making myself sick versus feeling it and letting it out.
1: Over the years of self-imposed pressure and busyness, this feeling of connectedness with God, with fellow Americans and with Tabitha declined to the point that faking it was no longer an option. Like Pink Floyd's song, her old self had become comfortably numb. She asked herself, what am I running from, or to? It's not something I'd ever stood still long enough to listen to or allow through the impenetrable force field long enough to deliberate. Each day, the door of Tabitha's heart was closing further until at some point feeling had become so elusive that she wondered if her capacity to feel pain, hope, sadness, joy... And most importantly, love still existed at all. Pregnant with emptiness and much to the shock and horror of her family and friends, she quit her well-paying job without a backup plan, changed her name, put her house on the market, and began giving away the things inside of it. While she respected their opinions, it felt liberating rather than devastating to remove the things that were no longer moving her life forward. It was time to begin enjoying the trip itself in addition to the destination. This is from Tabitha Scott's book, Trust Your Animal Instincts, Recharge Your Life and Ignite Your Power. Once again, this is a Nautilus Book Award winner. And you can find out more about Tabitha's work at powering-potential.com. That's powering-potential.com. Tabitha Scott is an international speaker, award-winning author. An energy thought leader, she serves as principal of Southern Growth Studio and specializes in leading purposeful transformation through innovation, strategy, and sustainability. Tabitha has over 17 years of executive-level international experience and was honored at the White House for her thought leadership on leveraging behavior change and smart tech. Her new book, *Trust Your Animal Instincts*, received the prestigious Nautilus Award, putting it among recipients like Eckhart Tolle, Deepak Chopra and His Holiness the Dalai Lama. Again, connect to powering-potential.com. We'll be right back with more of Tabitha Scott after these messages.
0: Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life?
3: Let it be simple, convenient, and transformative. The time is now. Step through the 1111 gateway. Courses.1111mag.com
0: Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. You are listening to 1111 Talk Radio. Simron is an award-winning author, publisher of 1111 Magazine, powerful speaker of wisdom, and a life mentor. Find out more at imsimron.com. Now, back to 1111 Talk Radio.
1: Before I get back into our show, I have a couple of things I want to mention to you. Number 1, uh, the new issue of 1111 Magazine will be out tomorrow. Uh, So definitely check that out. If you haven't seen the last issue, which was on the power of patience, then I urge you to go and do a quick read for that and inspire yourself. You can find the link to get that at the top of the show page, or you can go to 1111mag.com. You can find out about the new release at any of my social media pages on my website, or, again, click the link at the top of the show page. The other thing that I want to mention is how powerful it is to write your own story, or to write things about yourself so that you leave that legacy of notes to those that come behind you. This holiday season, I want to give a gift to my loved ones that makes them feel really special and unique, just like the relationship we share, particularly to my sons. And that's why I'm going to give everyone that I care about StoryWorth. StoryWorth is an online service that helps you and your loved ones preserve precious memories and stories for years to come. It's a thoughtful and meaningful gift that connects you to those who matter most. And I know that for so long I wanted to know the stories that my mother and my father had that we never got to hear. Every week, StoryWorth emails your relative or friend a thought-provoking question of your choice from their vast pool of possible outcomes. Each unique prompt asks questions you've never thought to ask, like, what's the bravest thing you've ever done in your life? Or if you could see into the future, what would you want to find out? After one year, StoryWorth compiles all your loved ones' stories, including photos, into a beautiful keepsake book, which you'll be able to share and revisit for generations to come. I plan to pass mine on to my two children so that they can know things about me that might not come up in ordinary conversation. Reading the weekly stories helps connect you with loved ones no matter how near or far apart you are. With StoryWorth, I'm giving those I love most a thoughtful, personal gift from the heart, and preserving their memories and stories for years to come. So I invite you to go to storyworth.com slash 11 and save $10 on your first purchase. Could you imagine giving something like that to those that you love? That's storyworth.com slash 11 to save $10 on your first purchase. I can't wait to hear what you create. Go to storyworth.com slash 11. Also, if you are someone that is having a challenge and not experiencing the happiness that you desire, or maybe you're being prevented from achieving your goals, then I want you to know about a special offer for 1111 Talk Radio listeners. They get 10% off their first month at BetterHelp.com forward slash 11. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can start communicating in under 48 hours It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. This is professional counseling done securely online. And the beauty is there's a broad range of expertise available that might not be locally available in your area. The service is for clients worldwide, and you can log into your account at any time, send messages to your counselor, and get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions, so you don't have to sit sit in an uncomfortable waiting room with traditional therapy. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches, so they'll make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling, and financial aid is available. So get your special offer of 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com forward slash 11. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. Visit their website and read their testimonials that are posted daily. You can visit BetterHelp.com forward slash 11, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, and join the over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, that they are recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. So get your 10% off your first month now at BetterHelp.com forward slash 11. My guest today is Tabitha Scott. And she has written a beautiful book titled Trust Your Animal Instincts. You will definitely get into a connection with the animals as you go through this. But you'll also be inspired by her courage and her tenacity and her willingness to really dive deeply within herself and become intimate with the environment around her by plunging into something completely foreign. Uh, Definitely check her out at powering-potential.com. And you'll find out more about all that she does. Um, Welcome back, Tabitha. I want to talk a little bit about this uh, leap into uh, Costa Rica and kind of totally getting rid of everything. I think that that's something that uh, we are seeing more and more women do, actually, releasing things and taking off or moving to different places uh, in this attempt to shed their skin and find out what's underneath. And uh, I'd love to hear a little bit more about how you came to have the courage to do that, because I think that a lot of people listening might think, gosh, I would love to do something like that, but I don't have the courage or I don't have the means or how could I do that? And then there's also that side of what will my family think? What will the people around me think about what I'm doing. And I know that your <clears throat> your mother's birthday is today. <laughs> so if you want to give her a <laughs> shout out um, and is. wish her happy birthday, but also share it was it was it surprising, shocking, or inspiring to your mom when she first heard about what you're doing and how does she feel about it today?
2: I think she was probably not too surprised and happy birthday, mom, 81st birthday. She was such a powerful force in my life as an elementary teacher and a very curious person. She always encouraged us to treat animals with respect, even the ones that most people were afraid of or were scary. So we would do things like bring in caterpillars and watch them go through their chrysalis and emerge as a monarch butterfly. And she would use them as life lessons and taught us respect for things. So When I kept getting snakes as a sign, for example, it didn't mean that I loved snakes. I still had that fear when I first saw them, but I had a different perspective, thanks to my mom, that every animal has a unique and powerful purpose, just like we do as people. And as a child, I was such a weirdo. So I, uh, you know, most girls were playing with Barbies and I wanted to be evil Knievel. So um, I always had these um, heroes and goals and wanted to do something big and had such an imagination and would create, you know, chariots out of the old leftover wheels and boxes in the barn and the garage and have my dog pull me along. Um, like a chariot. So I always had a big imagination and I had traveled all over the world working in renewable energy and investments as an executive. So I think being in nature and being comfortable with travel, uh, my mom probably wasn't too surprised. I would say they were worried um, that I didn't have cell phone reception and was in an area that was an hour or more from paved roads. So it was very remote and I do think I had a good background, though, from her and my dad, who took us camping, and you know, I I was familiar with the outdoors and spent lots of time in the outdoors. I think, as far as my other friends and the people from work, they thought I was totally quackadoodle for um, giving away most of my things and going to the jungle. They felt like that wasn't such a sagacious move, but at the end of the day, it really helped me refine and tune in what is important to me? And the thing that was laid on my heart is, you know, I'd spent a lot of work and passion around the environment and taking care of that. And this message was put so strongly in my heart that it's about the people in this next phase of your life. It's about yourself, but it's about all the other people. And we are the same energetically at our core. If you think about Our language, for example, and I know you know this because you talk about this and you write about this as well. But, you know, quantum science proves we're made of energy and in our language. We talk about it all the time. He's spun up. We're in sync. What resonates with you? You know, she lit up the room. I feel drained. I feel off balance. I feel recharged. I feel ignited. When we have a great idea what comes on over your head, a light bulb. Because, you know, these are the words that we used, transformed, enlightened, because we're energetic beings. And for millennia, leaders and religions have talked about this phenomenon. And so I made up this word in my book, um, Energist. When we understand that we are all made of the same beautiful energy, we understand that we're born into these different geographies and socioeconomic conditions and Um, places and traditions and educational levels, all of those things are external. When you look internally, we're all exactly the same. So that epiphany for me, that transformation, the personal transformation made all the difference in the world. And so, yes, people thought I was quite crazy, but it was exactly what I needed. And I trusted my intuition to go there and the universe opened up for me once I knew I needed to shed my skin I began languaging to my friends and my family hey I want to go somewhere and get away and that's what you do when there's something you need from the universe you start asking you put it out there and a friend of a friend within weeks said hey I know someone who knows someone that has a place in rural Costa Rica if you want to Chance it, go for it. So, um, you know, for about the cost of going to Disney for a week, I was able to spend months um, near the jungle of Costa Rica.
1: That's really beautiful. And I have my own experience about um, getting out on the road and, and really uncovering. So I, I tapped into so many of the same types of things that you experienced, but in my own way, which goes back to that commonality that you were speaking of. However, there are two different things that take place when we take a leap or a jaunt in that way. And number one, there's no geographic cure. You take yourself wherever you go. (laughs) And so you encounter those thoughts, those blockages, those things, the the conversations, the negative self-talk, all of that stuff will start to rise, especially when you take a pause and you write about that in your book and and what started to come up. But then on the other hand, you're in a new place. So there's a new experience of you. There's a new emergence of what can rise that was not there before. Can you talk about the two sides of this coin?
2: Absolutely. I think the, the first aspect of that being away from the things is not what allowed um, the epiphanies at the end of the day. I tell people I kind of took one for the team by going to the jungle and writing about it because you don't have to go anywhere. You don't have to leave your sofa if that's what makes you happy. It's about finding what resonates within yourself. What are your high vibe activities? What I mean by that is when you're blowing out the candles on your birthday cake, how do you feel inside? When your team scores the winning goal, how do you feel? Or at that concert when they hit that impossibly high note, you get goosebumps, you get a rush of energy. What are the things that you're doing when that happens? For me, it was being in nature. It's being out hiking and seeing new animals and experiencing nature. So for me, The highest vibe place I could be is in a jungle with monkeys, you know, building relationships with Kodamundi, which I didn't even know was a thing until I went there. It's like a mashup between an anteater and a raccoon. They're the craziest looking creatures. And um, it was just this absolute unfolding of a rose. Every petal that unfolded, every day that went on, another petal would unfold. And so... Wherever your happy place is, it doesn't have to be a physical place. It can be a mental place. And so my passion, first of all, you ask about um, going there. Do you have to go there? No, you don't. You can tap in and recharge from anywhere. And the second part of that is, well, how do you connect? How do you do that? Well, religions have been trying to tell us in different ways that we're shaped during different times throughout history for certain reasons. They've been trying to describe loosely, this is my two cents here, that came together in the jungle, this phenomenon that there is this huge source of love and energy and power for us to tap into. And it's free and we can all access it. All we have to do is accept it. And in different ways they explain it. But instead of looking at the dichotomies of these different religions instead of looking at the rules that were made during different periods of time over history and creating dissonance about it, realize the harmony that four billion people on our planet agree in some sort of monotheistic role, some sort of power out there. And how cool is that, that we have this power to tap into at any time to recharge ourselves. And so it's learning how to become an energist. How do you manage your energy? How do you tap into that and realize when you're feeling off balance? You know, I weave in some of the laws of energy as someone who has done both electrical and human energy work. Like we're feeling off balance after COVID because we literally are being drained. Our high vibration is being pulled out. It's the second law of thermodynamics. It's what happens when you put an ice cube in the hot water. That's what's happening with our high vibe, with the low vibe feelings around us, like fear and uncertainty. They're pulling it out of us. And so you have to do techniques to protect yourself. And I talk about those different techniques in the book that people can use at home, at work, anywhere. We worked with ER doctors locally. And talked with them about, when the pandemic first came on, how to protect themselves energetically by putting up a shield of light, an imaginary shield, and allowing the consternation, the fear, to go around them. So it's really, really
1: important to protect that high vibe. From the book, Trust Your Animal Instincts, Tabitha Scott writes... Being alone with the voices in my head felt uncomfortable, like when your sock is too big, it keeps scrunching down into your shoe. Wrinkles of awkwardness form under your foot, and you have to consciously make the decision whether to take the time and smooth it out or continue forward nonetheless, aware with each step of the discomfort. I decided to let my proverbial sock remain where it was rather than where it should be and dug deep for toughness. Stay positive. You called out to the universe for direction, and the most powerful answers brought you here. This is your journey, including the speed bumps and roadblocks, so be in the moment and lean into it. I viewed the challenges as little adventures. After all, I wouldn't die without a phone or in a car. It was like being a kid again, exploring in the woods. Again, this is from the book Trust Your Animal Instincts. Are you ready? to empower the energist within you. I invite you to explore Tabitha's website, powering-potential.com. That's powering-potential.com. You can find out more about her book, the work that she does, and how she serves as a principal of the Southern Growth Studio, specializing in leading purposeful transformation through innovation, strategy, and sustainability with organizations and companies. We'll be right back with more of Tabitha Scott and trust your animal instincts right after these messages.
3: Do you want more, more joy, more abundance, more power and presence? How would it feel to have more loving relationships, more empowered community, greater fulfillment and life purpose. The 1111 Mastermind Community inspires, empowers, guides, and supports transformation. Shift your mind, expand your heart, deepen insights, let go, and chart a new course. Dream a new dream. The 1111 Mastermind Community is an online portal for personal transformation and soulful expansion. Go to courses.1111mag.com. That's courses.1111mag.com. Change begins with you. Let it be simple, convenient, and transformative. The time is now. Step through the 1111 gateway. Courses.1111mag.com. Have you seen
0: 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11 22 33 444 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com.
3: It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com.
0: You are listening to 1111 Talk Radio. Simron is an award-winning author, publisher of 1111 Magazine, powerful speaker of wisdom, and a life mentor. Find out more at IamSimran.com. Now, back to 1111 Talk Radio.
1: This is what Tabitha said when she returned from her trip. It became evident that we are each born with this fiery spirit. We cry, we search for nourishment, and we fight to survive. We crawl, we walk, and we eventually leap and run. We sometimes allow the shoulds to paralyze us with fear. I've got news for you. We can choose to not be afraid. We are not alone, and we don't need to ask anyone else's permission to embrace our whole hearts and to drink from the renewable fountain of life. Our lights in the world are a God-given source of energy and power that we own that we are. This is from the book, Trust Your Animal Instincts. Recharge your life and ignite your power. Definitely pick up your copy and also visit her website, powering-potential.com. I'd love to talk about, um, I love this beautiful way that you begin every chapter with a, a specific animal that was speaking to you and how you utilize those totems to give you the messages. I speak to people all the time about how life, speaks to us about us through the signs and symbols. And animals are a really powerful way to get the messages. So for those individuals that are listening that have struggled to tap into their intuition or didn't realize they could even connect to it in that way, talk a little bit about how the animals, how you came to the messages that the animals were giving you and what advice you would give to people in starting to uncover the intuition within themselves or starting to even tap into feeling again, uh, if they are the type that have gone numb or not quite sure they can feel everything that they're holding inside. Sure.
2: The first thing I would advise is to ask, ask a question, very specific question. And I had a series of questions throughout the book based on what I was experiencing at that time As I alluded earlier, the first question was, what should I do about my job, about keeping my married name? What should I do about some very, very specific things? And because I resonate with animals so much, I think animals were the form that the answer came in. Other people might resonate with sports or golf or um, plants or their cat or their dog it doesn't matter what the thing is that you have a high vibe feeling when you're around that makes you feel good. It's just watch for things to show up in your path and ask yourself, what, what could that be saying? And it takes a lot of practice. It took time over a a good period of time for me to be able to get faster and faster with that. And now with quite a bit of practice, it's, obvious that many things happen for a certain reason in a certain way and even getting stuck in traffic now learning to be grateful for that because what would you have been in if you had gotten there on time what is the universe using you as a tool to do and why are these obstacles quote-unquote being put in your way they're just different paths unfolding in front of you. And so listening for the things that resonate, it took me a while to tap in. The snakes were the first one. The owl was the second one. And I kept asking, you know, in studying energy biofields, there were a lot of people that did energy work that could actually see and talk to other beings. They could talk to people that were no longer here. I could not see and and do those things the same way they could. So I wanted to know my spirit animal. I thought that would be really cool. And I kept asking night after night, they said, just ask and, you know, it'll be revealed to you in a dream. And I kept asking and I kept getting awakened at night by this doggone owl outside my window. And it was so annoying. And I would get up and I would shush him. Hey, I'm trying to sleep here. I'm trying to, you know, find out about my animal tiger or my spirit, (laughs) you know, it had to be some lion or something fierce. And, you know, because that's what was in my mind's eye, my logic brain, not my heart, my intuition listening. So the answer was there for a long period of time. And in the book, I talk about this climax moment where, um, you know, I was having a heated conversation with somebody and the owl starts going nuts outside. And he says, I don't know what you're feeding that stupid thing, but I don't like it. You know, what are you doing? So I was like, at that moment, it became clear. Oh my gosh, that's my protector. That's my spirit animal. And once I turned that curve, you know, it all made sense. And I have to say, once that stress was out of my life, I never saw the owl again. And when I was researching for the book, about that story. The great horned owl is actually, it was originally called the tiger owl. So I was like, how clever the universe is that I still got my spirit tiger after
1: all. (laughs) The universe does have a sense of humor. Uh, You write in the book that connecting to intuition is powerful, energizing and inspiring, but just hearing it alone won't set you free. So what are some of the other components to really feeling free? Yeah, the first step
2: is identifying those pressures. What are the shoulds in your life that are creating pressure? Because that's what leads to burnout. So the number one thing, and I think what's so appropriate with what everyone's facing with the pandemic and feeling off balance right now, the most important thing you can do is identify what's making you feel off balance and then let it go. If you can't let it go, find an energy technique to do with it. We talk about energetic judo in the book, taking the momentum of others and allowing it to redirecting it in a healthy way, disconnect to protect. So literally if something or someone is draining you, just like if you plug your hair dryer into the electric outlet, it's it's pulling the energy, then um, let go, disconnect, so that they'll stop pulling from you And using a shield, for example, and I talk about the difference between building a barrier around yourself, around your heart and your emotions, and taking a shield like a warrior would into battle that you can raise when you need it and put it away when you don't. So using those energetic techniques are really important for people to be able to tap in and maintain that high level of energy.
1: As human beings, we are often all or nothing. Or when we decide that things look one way, we think they can't look another. And in the book, you talk about positive versus negative shoulds. So uh, is there a realm of shoulds that actually are beneficial and supportive as opposed to a realm of shoulds that are the ones that we are to disconnect from?
2: Yeah, I think from a positive perspective, Sometimes, you know, you might have a friend that you say, I really want to start yoga this next week. Then if your friend calls you up and says, hey, we should be doing yoga, we should be starting today, that's a good should. It's something you want to do. Think about the things that make you feel in sync or they resonate with you. Um, You're vibrating or you're amplified, you're tuning in or connected. Any of those words, if you hear the term should and those words come to mind, that's a positive. That will recharge you. The negative shoulds, the things that will take away from you, ask yourself how you feel. Go back to that four-letter word and say, do do I feel isolated, cut off, out of sync, off track, forced, negative, out of balance, afraid, you know, any of those words that go back to your energetic state of being, if they are pulling away from in some way, then those are the negative shoulds. That's the should monster. And those are the ones you want to let go. So that's the first big step. Let go of those pressures. Then tune into your intuition. And the third part is take the risk.
1: I think that one of the effects of the pandemic And the quarantining that began in that process long ago, and even the masking that still continues today when we have to go into public places, it creates a level of separation and isolation. And so many people feel alone and isolated. How does tapping into and trusting the animal instincts help to alleviate that sense of aloneness and isolation?
2: It helps to alleviate that feeling of aloneness because you're connecting to what your source has in store for you. Now, how Christians would view that, I'll use that as an example, and every method is different. But since I was raised in a Christian household, they would say, you're you're tuning into the plan God has for you. You're tuning into the role that You can be your potential from an energetic lens. You're tapping into what makes you happy and energized. There's a certain place that each of us fit along the growth curve, you know, whether it's an animal, a plant, a human being or even a company. We all use the same growth curve of birth, growth, maturity and decline. And then we regenerate in some way. And when you stop regenerating, then you die. And so it's really important to understand where are you along that curve? What energizes you? Do you love making things really efficient um, and finding risk? Or do you love exploring and thinking into the future? And wherever that is, jump into it. Like Listen to it because that's what will create your happiness and your power going forward.
1: And you also say that the three most important areas of belief that are needed have to do with the belief in spirit, the belief in self, and the belief in love. Speak a little bit to these as we're closing out the show and also the power of prayer in your life. Sure. I think the the power
2: of spirit is what I'm talking to and referring to as energy. And the things have been demystified and explained and reinforced with the laws and the physics, the way that energy reacts. Belief itself is more powerful than any drug. It's more powerful than anything else because what our mind believes, the body manifests and follows. And it goes back again to physics. If you observe something, it doesn't even exist. It's in a fluid state until we observe it. And then it becomes a molecule. It becomes real. And so What our belief is, what our observation is, which we have control over, by the way, that is our reality that we manifest and believing in self, take the risk. You know, I, whenever I did yoga in Costa Rica, little bats would come and do it with me. And I talk about this in the book and the message from those bats was sometimes you have to take the risk of letting go. You know, they're not like other birds that can just take off from the ground. They literally have to risk plunging to their death in order to fly and get the nourishment that they need. So my lesson from them is take the risk. And that's what each of us have to do. When we listen to our intuition, when we tap into what makes us happy, then take the risk. Ask your boss for that raise you want. Talk to your partner about how you're feeling take that yoga class that you've been wanting to do or a music lesson or get out in nature more or take your dog for a walk, whatever it is that makes you happy and feel loved then do more of it. And one of the high vibe activities that is shared all over the world, it's like a magic penny. As my mom used to say, coming back to her, the more you give away love, the more you get in return. So it's like a magic penny. The more you give, the more you get.
1: Act on your intuition. Take the risk. According to Tabitha Scott, hope is weak. Commitment is powerful. It's not about what you're given or what happens to you. It's about who you're being about it. A flood of intuition is useless if we don't drink of its wisdom, if we don't live it. Don't stress out if you have to try listening and acting on it a lot before you feel comfortable recognizing the difference between inspiration and analysis. We're trained to conform, not to create, so it may feel awkward at first to feel an urge about something and then to take the risk to investigate it. Just like with any activity, playing an instrument, painting, or learning a new language, the more you practice building on what feels successful, the more finely tuned your intuition will become. We are all works in progress, and it takes courage to keep improving. This is from Tabitha Scott's book, Trust Your Animal Instincts. Definitely. Connect with her at Powering-Potential.com. Thank you, Tabitha, for being on 1111 Talk Radio. Until next week, I am Simran, in love, of love, with love, and as love. Be well.
0: Thank you for opening your mind to a new reality, your heart to greater compassion, and your experience of aliveness with 1111 Talk Radio join host Simron next tuesday at 8 a.m pacific 11 a.m eastern time to step through the gateway of conscious living here on the voice america empowerment channel remember you are not on the journey you are the journey